2: Plus.
0: You know I'm right on football, and it is week 13. And here to get you ready for all the action, Nick Dirks and Joe Calabrese. Joe, can you believe it? Week 13 already. This season is flying by, and that's still enough where to get okay. 17 weeks of the season after we just saw this past week with some Wednesday afternoon football. Which, by the way, Raven Steelers. Bigger ratings in the NBA Finals. No surprise. Amazing.
1: Uh, so the Wednesday game between the Ravens and the Steelers did, I believe it was 11.6 million viewers. 11.6 million on a Wednesday and not a Wednesday night, a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> so uh, it, it just goes to show you, I think there's a lot of potential out there for the NFL to uh, kind of carve and do something a little different maybe in the next, we'll say five to 10 years. And that's carve a little spot or a couple of nights out during the week throughout the course of the season, uh, where we have weeknight NFL games. And I really sincerely don't think that's the worst idea in the world. Uh, I've, I enjoyed the Tuesday game between the Titans and the bills. I thought it was a good game. We got to uh, Tuesday
0: is- football this week too. Ravens, yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys,
1: obviously they had to move, uh, the left, the next two Ravens games because of all the, the COVID stuff, which we'll get to next. Uh, but so the ravens Steelers Wednesday game. Uh was it great? No, it wasn't a great game. It was a solid game for what it was and you know, under the circumstances. Uh but it seems like a lot of people are ready to watch uh the NFL uh during the week. So you I know maybe think, this
0: I think we could definitely see some Tuesday night football as a fixture moving forward. I think yeah, that's absolutely.
1: I agree. Totally agree.
0: doable. And I think they're gonna they are going to they will try to do that. Uh Wednesday is a little tricky though, because it's tough Max up your next week. <clears throat> they already got Thursday. Wednesday would be tough because you can't have a team play Sunday and then Wednesday. They got to be coming off a of bye. And then they have to, like, that short week could have to be that, you know, that week. And they wouldn't be able to play Thursday night football for a while unless they go play Wednesday and then next week they play Thursday. That would be doable. But I think they're definitely going to add that other day. And especially now with uh, ABC and ESPN, they want to get, uh, they want to get some games on ABC, so they're going to be trying to go hard after Sunday Night Football, and then if they get it, NBC, of course, is going to want to try to get some sort of package yes. and uh, get in the mix there. So that's going to be really interesting to see you know, how that plays out. Uh, but, hey, it's Week 13, and you know the big news today, was, or not really the big news because it's a little too late now, is that the Ravens had four different strands of COVID-19 They were able to contain three But one of them kind of went wild And the Ravens, to their credit They should have won that game, I think But, nonetheless, the Steelers are 11-0 And people are trying to disrespect the Steelers Oh, it's the worst 11-0 team there ever was But bottom line is They're undefeated They're the best team in the NFL And, you know, you saw it again last week the The Chiefs, they won But, you know I think they, I think they are beatable in, in the playoffs, and it's going to be really awesome to see this playoff because uh, I think you got to watch out for the Buffalo Bills. If they can catch you, they're going to take advantage of you. And Steelers, I think that's the game they're going to lose in the regular season. The Bills, and look at the Titans; they're just falling out right now after their COVID stuff. And I think <laughs> those, are, that's a great big four for for the for the AFC in the playoffs, Jeff.
1: Yeah. Uh, the AFC playoff picture is uh, starting to round and form a little bit. Uh, we may be looking at a situation where both the Patriots and the Ravens uh, both will not make the playoffs. It seems like the the final two playoff spots are going to be a basically three way battle. Uh, we'll say the Browns are in right right now. As of right now, you know, barring anything uh, unforeseen, huge game for the Browns right.
0: today. Huge game for the Rams.
1: And then it, it seems like it's a miss. it's a mishmash. Uh the Dolphins seem like they could be in, but with Fitzpatrick, you really don't know. You either, you get Jekyll and Hyde. Uh he's yeah. had some good weeks this year. He's had some bad weeks. Uh very, very interesting to see what they do uh towards the right re- end of the regular season with with Ryan Fitzpatrick and two with the Uh but yeah, and then after that, I think it's it's going to be one of the Raiders, the Ravens, or the Patriots, you know? And and in that scenario, it's very likely that I think two of those teams are missing out. Uh oh, and I forgot the uh, the Colts too, right? So you know the maybe I'm in, I, think, I think the Colts, are in, yeah. Colts totally are in, yeah. I forgot about
0: the Colts. So
1: yeah, so it's so. probably gonna be one of those three teams that I just mentioned. And and that's wild to think about that the Raiders could be, you know, the seventh seed in the playoffs and basically could knock out the Ravens uh, and the uh the, the Patriots. Well, I
0: mean, don't look mad. The Patriots they're probably Good chance that'd be six and six after today. And you never know what's gonna happen. The good
1: chance that. the Raiders are seven and five after today, too.
0: <laughs> yes. And the Dolphins, you know, they got the Bengals, so they they're probably win as well. Uh yes. but the Raiders got some people out, although they, you know, they are playing the Jets, so it, never, never too difficult in that scenario. Uh, but that's it's wild there in the NFC, uh, Cardinals, we thought were so far ahead, and there was a lock for the, you know, seven playoff teams. But here come the Vikings. Uh, yeah. The Bears, the Bears are still in it, though. They got the Lions this week. Vikings got the Jaguars. Uh, Of course, we'll probably pick the Jaguars to cover. I mean, why not? But uh, we'll get to that, too. 49ers are hanging tough as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hanging tough as well. Uh, So let's get into some injury news, right? Because you just mentioned the Raiders and and their injury problems. Uh, Josh Jacobs uh, will not play this week with an ankle injury, but I don't think that's going to matter too much. Uh, Devontae Booker is a pretty solid backup, and I think he'll have a solid game against the Jets. Uh, Julio Jones with the hamstring, questionable to play against the Saints. Uh, Got burned by the Falcons a couple of weeks ago in that game, so we're not looking for a repeat there. Uh, James Conner, right? Uh, He's not expected to play. Uh, and then the rest is just a lot of uh, quarterback injuries, right? You know, so get Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, uh, Phil Rivers, Drew Brees. Uh, so Jones, not, he's not going to play. Uh, and I believe that Phillip Rivers is going to play. And he's going to fight through uh, an injury uh, in his foot that's going to require offseason surgery.
0: All right, I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting day, and uh, I think I think there's a real chance that all the NFC East teams lose today. And oh, you, know, <laughs> you think? What, what do you What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I mean, that's not really going out on the limb too much, but yeah, that's to be uh, expected at this point.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to be uh, I, the most likely team to win is is probably the Cowboys against the Ravens on Tuesday night, and uh, that means the Cowboys would be in first place.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we want to talk about a scenario where uh, the four win Cowboys uh, after Week thirteen are going to be in the first place in the NFC East. That's a little, it's a little much.
0: Yeah, but I think <laughs> – I just don't want to hear the cowboy talk. It's going to be just ridiculous, you know, if, if they win in there first.
1: Yeah, I think at this point all the NFC East bragging uh, teams and their fans have kind of released the bragging rights over the whole NFC situation. A lot of, a lot of them have just made – their beds and accepted the fact that uh, you know unfortunately it, it seems like either five or six wins is going to win the NFCs this year and <laughs> right, that's we'll very poor.
0: Yeah, we'll see. If everybody loses, the Giants stay in first place. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe Cole McCoy has got some magic up his sleeve. Probably not. All right, probably so not. Let's, let's bring That's in a winnable, special-
1: That's a winnable game, and we'll get to that later.
0: It is. It is. Let's bring in a special guest, and I know if your boy Daniel Jones is playing. You probably think the Giants to win. Let's bring it up. We got a special guest here, and he, he's very humble about it. He's not going to say that he, this is true or not. Uh, he might be having some technical difficulties with his camera, we'll say. But he is one of the founding fathers of uh, betting coverage in the NFL and basketball for one of the
1: Founding Fathers, <laughs>
0: Report, and Sports Illustrated. So without further ado, let's bring him in here. One of my former co-workers at Bleacher Report, he is Andrew the Hirsch Hirschowitz Hirsch. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: What's up? I, I, I don't. That, that's quite the intro there. And with I don't I don't have my camera here, but uh, I don't know why. But if you did, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm blushing. I'm I'm blushing,
0: Nick. It's all true. It. No, no, we up to it, but it is true. I was there. <laughs> he would keep track of the of the tallies and you know give fake points, money points to. Uh, the analyst, so know this stuff. Hirsch, welcome in. We're glad to have you here. Uh, Hirsch is very well known for doing his annual or semi-annual quarterback <laughs> rankings list. And uh, Hirsch, you know, real quick, I want to get your thoughts, your guy, Russell Olsen, having a good season. But is he the MVP? I don't think so. I think you got to give it to Patrick Mahomes at this point with uh, yeah. uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers second.
2: Yeah, it's Mahomes and Rodgers second. Yeah, I I don't think there's much of a debate about that. And, like, the, I think you know, the one thing that might have made Wilson uh jump up a little more is if Brian Schottenheimer wasn't his OC as a Jet fan. You know, I have some uh, dark moments, uh, memories with him. Um, and actually, I, I was reminded <laughs> that I still had a job last week. I, I just, like, I honestly, like, completely forgot and you know, it's it's good to see that nepotism still reigns in the NFL. Of
0: course, of course. So, you know, you, you did your QB rankings uh, a while back. I think you had Wilson number two. Is he still number two yeah. or do you put Rogers back at two?
2: I'd I still have Wilson, too. Um, I mean, look, when when, when you're when you're that high up, I think it's better if you do quarterback rankings than tiers. And, like, I think Mahomes is in this tier of his own. And then after that, there's you have the, everyone else you have, like, Again, like Rodgers. And, and I think I had Rodgers at five entering the year. Um, and then Wilson. And I, I, honestly, on top of my head right now, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little under the weather at the moment, but you, I'm sure you guys know the rest.
0: Yeah. And I want to get your thoughts on the bottom tier, and that is Sam oh Darnold. Is he done? Is he done as a starter in the NFL?
2: I don't think he's done. I mean, he's, he's younger than Joe Burrow. I think it's important to say that, um, and he his situation could not have been worse. Though I mean, look, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem that he's done all he could to 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 make it like that 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 he's that he'll perform as well as he should because he, he he hasn't. Like last week, he had his three receivers back for the first time, and he did not perform. And we'll see what happens this week. I mean, we'll get into the games. I mean, I think he'll he'll play better this week, um, even though the winds are howling at at MetLife Stadium right now. Um, but I think the because if the if the Cardinals able to get a second round pick for Josh Rosen, I think the Jets should be able to get a second round pick for Sam Donald.
0: We'll see. I don't think they're going to get anything more than a, a late two, maybe a three. But as of now, I don't know. It'll be interesting. And we'll get into the Jets, yeah. Joe, but if, if the Jets somehow fall to the number two spot. Do they stick with Donald or do they draft Justin Fields? And as you, as a Jets fan, what would your preference be? Hey,
1: there we go. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. The there face is.
0: of sports betting <laughs> in football. Yeah. Was I was going to say before it was legal.
1: <laughs> I was going to say I'm very. I was very glad to be formally introduced via audio and not video. But now that we have both videos, it's there a pleasure. It was like
0: a true radio show, like on the phone. Fat father of sports betting.
2: <laughs> I, like I actually. Now that I have a little bit of a uh, of facial hair going with founding is a little bit much right now.
1: That's yes. <laughs> Good. Uh couple. All right. So we'll get a couple points. Number one, he's hundred percent right on Brighton Schottenheimer. I still have PTSD from him running uh very quick uh, draws and, and short slant type of plays. Slants, uh, never, I've never met, I have never
2: met a, 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 an offensive coordinator like slants more than Brian Schottenheimer.
1: No, no, he loved slants, but that's another story for another day. Uh, and in terms of Sam Darnold, if the Jets get the second pick, I think he stays. And I think they trade down. I think they accumulate as many picks as they possibly can. And they fill out the roster. Take a couple of alignment. Uh, take a couple of guys for the secondary. Uh, take a couple of skill position players. Uh, and at that point, if you accumulate as many picks as you can, they have a, t- a really lot of cap room to work with. They could go out and sign two or three really big impact starter type guys immediately next year. So it would not be the worst thing in the world, right? Uh, but if they do get the number one pick uh, just because of the the way the NFL salary structure is, uh, Darnold's approaching that fourth year and then the fifth year option is coming uh, at this point. You know, unfortunately I still think he has talent, but the timing would not really entirely be right. Uh, the jets would make, it would make all the sense in the world to take the better asset, which would be Trevor Lawrence at this point. So. Um, Hirsch,
0: would you trade Trevor Lawrence to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott, three first round picks? Well,
2: Prescott. I mean, they are got the franchise Prescott at three right. first
0: picks. Because that's a rumor out there. The Cowboys. Oh, they don't want to pay Prescott. they will trade for Lawrence.
2: I don't know. I don't think you can do that just because of the injury Prescott's coming back from. Um, I know the first round picks are nice, but Lawrence is a once in a generation talent. I mean, I mean, I don't like when they say that like once in a generation because what's a generation? But at least since Andrew Luck, there hasn't been a quarterback. In- so,
0: do you think if the Jets get Lawrence? In four years from now, we're sitting here talking about who the Jets should draft in the NFL draft at quarterback.
2: I don't because I, I think Joe Douglas is a good GM. I mean, even just looking at his first two picks, Beckton looks like an absolute monster. And, and Denzel Mims, I mean, he, he, he at the very least, looks like a starting caliber receiver. I like Ashton Davis. Um, so I, I think Douglas is a good GM. I think it, it's – it's hard to come back from what McKagan did in, in one draft, and Adam Gase isn't helping either. So. We will unless, see. Yeah, unless your GM is Bill really O'Brien bad, hurts.
0: he needs three years. three years. Yeah. Bill O'Brien is head coach with Trevor Lawrence. We'll see how it works out. You know, Obviously, they couldn't keep Deshaun Watson healthy, but uh, he still looks pretty good. All right, guys, we got to get into some games here. So visit nj.coinsbet.com and enter the promo code free Cash. That's all caps, one word, ng.pointsbet.com, promo code free cash, And it's time for us to pick some games here, fellas. So we'll start off with the team that was in the news coming off Thanksgiving. They fired their GM. They fired their coach, the Detroit Lions. They're taking on the Chicago Bears. Ugh, not a good matchup oh. here. <laughs> Ugly game. Bears are favored. They're at home, Soldier Field. Three-point favorites. I'm going to go with the Bears here. I think Mitchell Trubisky has a good game. They really had no chance to win against the Packers. The Packers are just going to come out and dominate. Aaron Rodgers had another great game. And I'm picking the Bears, minus three, easy pick here. There's nothing about the Lions that would make me think that I should be picking them this season. Joe, what do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, to keep it short and sweet, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think the Bears' decision to ultimately go back to Mitch Trubisky was the right one. I didn't think Nick Foles really gave them anything. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about in this game, uh, from the Lions' perspective, is obviously uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, if if the Lions are, are continually going to implode like they do every season, and and it seems like we're now in the midst of what uh, the third reg- regime change under Stafford. Uh, I think it's going to do either two things. I think it's going to piss him off to the point where he's going to ask for a trade or it's going to light a fire under him and he's going to play well enough to the point where he's going to ask for a trade in the offseason. Uh, but other than that, uh, I think the Bears in this game, uh, a really solid spot at home. Uh, three points is not a lot to lay at home, uh, especially with a really good defense. DeAndre Swift is not playing. Uh, he's been downgraded to doubtful today, so he's not going to play. That's it. Mark uh,
0: Harris Frazier, and Peterson. He's That's been, right. He's been their yeah. best for so, all season.
1: I think it's going to be low-scoring game, kind of ugly-ish game. Uh, I think the Bears are going to win the cover.
0: Yeah, and I speaking of Peterson, I would not be surprised if he's on the Jets next year to replace Frank Gore. <laughs> Hirsch, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: I missed you, Nick. Um Actually, the Bears are one of my best bets of the day. Um, there we go. Trubisky does not play well against any other teams at the Lions. His, his pass rating is 124.4. Against the Detroit Lions before it starts, and usually in these kind of games, I look at it through the prism of what is the best unit in the game. Is it The Lions' offense, Lions' defense, Bears' defense, Bears' offense, and I think despite Bears' um, performance last I, mean, I think their
0: defense is by far the best unit on the field. So give so, me the Bears. Yeah, give me Khalil Mack in Stafford's face for a sack, and Brustman wants to know, is Mitchell Trubisky's time in Chicago coming to an end after the Bears have lost five games after a 5-1 stretch start? Well, that's not his fault because he got benched, and that's why they (laughs) lost the game. Nick Foles is atrocious. Nick Foles I think we'll see back in Philadelphia next year to to be the starter with Jalen Hurts as the backup. We'll see where Carson Wentz ends up. And if Darren Bevel shows signs of success down the stretch with the Lions, can we see him come back? I don't think so. They're going to go try to make a big hire Maybe they get Bruce Arians, who is maybe going to get fired by Tom Brady to bring in Josh McDaniels. We'll see. But Trubisky's time could be numbered unless they make the playoffs. Even if they make the playoffs, but it's a matter of who are they going to get. You know, there's going to be some big names available. I think maybe the there's rumors the Falcons might try to move on from from Ryan if they get a top pick, but they're playing well, so they're going to get themselves out of that top scenario. There, we'll see what happens with Wentz. Uh, Fitzpatrick's going to be available, so you know he's going to end up somewhere starting. And, you know, maybe Sam in play. So we'll see. I would really like Trubisky, though. It's very I possible. He, I think Trubisky is a pro, and, like, this guy, he, he showed enough to me over the past few years that he should not have been benched this year. The offense was so much worse without him. So that's my thoughts on Trubisky. Next game up, we will start with Hirsch on this one. Hirsch, we got the Indianapolis Colts. With Philip Rivers leading the way, having a good enough season this year to have the Colts in the playoff picture, which is no surprise. And they are taking on the Houston Texans, Romeo Cornell's Houston Texans in Houston. Texans are three point underdogs. Where you're leaning on this one?
2: Yeah. So, my first thought when I look at this line is like, this line makes no sense, um, which is always a scary thing. Like, I'm immediately want to take Indianapolis, and I, I, they're my best play of the day. I, I, I know it might seem like a little bit of a square pick, um, but with Bradley Roby and Will Fuller both suspended, and with DeForest Buckner and Denico Austin both back for Indianapolis on defense, I, I, I don't think. I think last week was an anomaly, and I think the Colts' defense one of the better defenses in the league. Deshaun Watson is really good, but I don't think he'll – we saw what, what the Texans' offense was like without Will Fuller when DeAndre Hopkins was there. So now they don't have Hopkins or Fuller or Randall Cobb. So I, I don't see how they're going to score. And I, I think the, uh, the the Colts are just the better team and they're, they're making a playoff push. And give me the Colts move at the minus three.
0: And a good point on Will Fuller here from Russman. After the suspension to what fuller, they need to stop these banned substances and suspensions from happening? Does it lead them to create an office that players can go to to certify the supplements that are being subscribed to them to not contain a banned substance? Uh, I think they have a list of what's banned and what isn't. So it's kind of it's kind of just on the player if they're gonna be the an idiot and not check that. And nine times out of ten, that is the case. Um, but these players, they don't really get punished. They're eight Michigan games, but look at Josh Gordon. Hirsch. he's he's eligible to come back for the last. week. Of the season. <laughs> so I think there's a great chance the Buccaneers sign him or, and maybe the Patriots if they get to 500 today, they'll probably bring him back. I think, I think people just keep giving him shots. So as long as the talent's there, unfortunately NFL, <laughs> nobody really cares. Everything goes, and it's just it's just wild. All right, Joe, what do you think of this game?
1: Yeah, I'm with Andrew. I like the Colts in this game. Uh, I think last week was definitely hit and hailed nail on the head. Uh definitely an anomaly. Defense is still really good. Uh one of the thing I like today in this game is I like the over. Uh, I think the, both teams are going to be able to score points. I think both teams are going to be able to move uh the football. It's at 47 and a half on points bet. Uh, I like over in this game. I don't know, just a hunch.
0: All right. The next game up is the Las Vegas Raiders take it on your Raiders. Radar The winds are swirling at MetLife Stadium. The Raiders got some guys out. John Gruden's coming to town. Is this the week that the New York Jets, who are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, finally, finally get their win and lose number one pick? Joe, what are you expecting to see in this one?
1: They'll be competitive for the first two-and-a-half quarters, and then they'll kind of go down by, like, 10 or 13, and then the game will be out of reach. Uh, so that's kind of seems like the the repeating formula that we've had for Jets games this season. Uh the one thing that I think we could expect today, if you want to look at it from a positive perspective from the Jets, is I think Sam Darnold's gonna be able to hit a bunch of plays uh over the top. Uh and I think they're gonna be able to rip off huge chunks of yards with big passing plays against the Raiders defense because the Raiders defense hasn't really been great this season. Uh, so last week I picked the Jets to cover against the Dolphins. That didn't work out, right? Uh, I think that the Raiders are kind of on like that similar tier kind of team, kind of quality team. Uh, so I was burned last week, but we're going to go back to the well this week and we're going to go with the Jets to cover the seven and a half because I think they're going to figure out a way to make this a one-score game in the end. So we're going to – we like the Raiders to win. We like the Jets to cover.
0: And, Hirsch, just to hear your thoughts on this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm more or less with Joe. I I know that you're like hoping and praying every, every day, Nick, that the that the I already came on <laughs> <laughs> the draft. Just got the second pick in the draft. It's like Great. no, right. I, I know, I, and I know there's there's been a lot of agreement on the show, Nick. I mean, maybe we should start talking about Carmelo Anthony or something. But
0: um, like put on put on, on Trailblazers, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony leading them leading into the problem slot next year.
2: Yeah, exactly. As an eighth man, at least he finally accepts his role, but. Um. Basically, yeah. I, I I think what Joe said is correct. The Jets are able to move the ball. Um, the fact that the winds are are like howling out there, and Josh Jacobs is out, I think fits. Um, for what for the for Jets at least cover here, and that's what I think it's gonna happen. I think they'll cover the seven and a half, and give Jets fans a ton of anxiety. But the tank is on, man. Like let's let's, let's do it. I mean, Adam GaSe is gonna find a way. So, oh sixteen. Here we go.
0: Well. I think if Joe Flacco was playing, they'd win this game, but he's not. So Sam Donald's in there. Give you the Raiders minus seven and a half. And the Raiders, I don't know what's going on. They look so good at points this year. Haven't looked that great in the last week or two. They shouldn't have beat the Chiefs. They went down there, they scored, and then Mahomes came down in 45 seconds and scored with, with Travis Kelsey. They lose the game. So – um <laughs> it, it's just wild So By the way The last game I didn't get my pick Give me the Colts Minus three Give me the Raiders Minus seven and a half In this one Hirsch I've been saying it You haven't been on the show But I think The, the Jets win one game This season And I think it's week 17 Versus the Patriots Because the Patriots They would already Have been eliminated So you know, the Patriots end up screwing the Jets again. And it seems, it's just very, that's, if you look at the schedule, that's the only game. I <laughs> mean, I think you probably can realistically see them losing the ball. But if you had to pick one, it's got to be that one. It's got to be, that's got to be the game that they could possibly win. And then you got Andrew Luck to the Patriots next year. And the Patriots are right back in play. All right. We got a question here on this game. The Raiders are currently holding eight seed in the AFC, with it highly unlikely that they will catch the Chiefs in the AFC UX to the Raiders to win out. We're going to make the wild card. No, I think they can lose one game. And the reason for that is because they have a head to head matchup with the dolphins coming up in week 16. I think that would be the team. They would knock out the dolphins have an incredibly tough schedule coming up. They got the Bengals today. They could win that game. Then they got the chiefs and the Patriots followed by the Raiders and the bills. So I think when it's all said and done, the dolphins are on the outside looking and the Raiders get the seven seed. And the Chiefs are gonna be happy about that because I got to, to play the Raiders again, and that's gonna be a great game. And I think and, upset upsettler could be there.
1: Yeah, it's a great segue into our next game.
0: Yes, it is, Joe, because we got the, the Dolphins, Dolphins
1: and the Bengals and the
0: Bengals. Bengals are plus ten in this one. And I saw the Bengals firsthand last week with the Giants without Joe Burrow, And they looked okay. And i we're going to pick the Bengals plus 10 in this one. I think the double-digit line is just a little too much, too rich for my blood. So give me the Bengals plus 10. I think this might be a day where Fitzpatrick doesn't have one of his his better games. I think two Uh, is
1: playing. playing. I think two is playing. Yeah, that's what I saw.
0: All right, I'm still gonna go with the Bengals because I don't, I don't really, I haven't seen anything from from Tua yet either. That makes me think they're gonna blow out a team, unless the, the Dolphins defense is just crazy. Yeah. I think this will be an ugly, ugly game. Uh, maybe the the Dolphins win twenty to twelve or something like that. Uh, Hirsch, what do you think about this one?
2: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said unless like the Dolphins defense scores, and I think that's what's gonna happen. I mean, Xavier Howard's probably licking his chops right now. The dude has an interception basically every week. Um, and the Bengals didn't score on offensive touchdown last week. They scored on special teams. Actually, no, they, they scored on offensive touchdown in garbage time, yeah. which is definitely cover, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Dolphins here, which is – it's odd because the line moved from 11.5 down to 10. So it seems like there's action on Cincinnati right now. Um, but I, I – I, I don't feel too strongly about it either way, but if I had to choose, I'd, I'd say the Dolphins. Uh, the the defense just seems like they're on another level right now. They're they're scoring defensively every week, so give me the Dolphins.
0: Joe, before you answer, Xavier Howard is currently the league leader in interceptions. If he adds to his total today against the Bengals with backup Brad right Allen, he put himself in the Yo, defense. Bro, stop yourself.
1: stealing my friggin' arguments or not arguments. What about Jeremy chin, chin? Points. music in Carolina. Right, he literally saw exactly what I was gonna say. Exactly what I was gonna say. I I was gonna say if the Dolphins make the playoffs, then you should be. If you think the Dolphins are gonna make the playoffs, and right now you should be betting on Davy and Howard to win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, but yeah, so great point, Justin. I appreciate you. Thank you. You know you're awesome as always. Uh, no hard feelings. Uh, so in this game, uh, I think we could use last week's Giants Bengals game as a barometer for how the Bengals are gonna play because a lot of people didn't think that they were going to play really well in that game. And they ended up playing very well until the very end. And they had a chance to push the giants and end up winning that game. And they didn't do it. Uh, this is a little bit different. Uh, I think the way the dolphins are playing and the way that defense is playing, they're kind of locked in. Uh, I don't really think they've had really many bad weeks this season. Uh, the, the, it's a lot to lay a lot of points to lay, uh, but I am going to lay the points with the Dolphins because I think they're going to have a big week this week because I think they realize that their, their final four games to close out the season are all really, really tough games. And they're they're probably going to need, at the very least, to, to win two of those games to feel comfortable about their chances to be so in a playoff spot the and not have to worry. They
0: yeah. have to beat the Raiders.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think this game, and I think the, the Brian Flores effect in Miami is very, very real. Uh, I think the what? Bills and the Dolphins Brilliant are both Mavericks really well-coached.
0: next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Bills and the Dolphins are really two really well-coached teams. I don't think they let the gas off uh, for too many scenarios or too many situations. Uh, so I think the Dolphins are going to be ready for this game. It is a lot of points to lay, that I will say. Uh, but I think the Dolphins will have a big game against Cincinnati. I think the Bengals uh, expended a lot of energy last week trying to win that Giants game. I don't think it's going to happen for them this week.
0: All right, next game up, you got the Jaguars versus the Vikings. Vikings are playing very well. I got the Vikings to win this one. They're making a push for the playoffs now, and it's very possible they get there because Kirk Cousins would like that very much. But I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Jaguars. They're going to cover the spread. they constantly covering the spread. They're always in the games. Mike Frances himself tweeted out that they're the best one-win team in the history of the NFL. Jaguars, <laughs> plus 10, easy pick. You got to go, plus 10. And thoughts on Glennon getting the start over Minshew doesn't make any sense, but Jaguars are still going to cover, but they'll lose the game. All right, Andrew, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't really have a strong take here. I mean, I think Glennon's one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen ever, but he played very well last week. Um, Vikings defense, especially without Daniel Hunter all year, has been really, like, horrible, like which is weird for a Mike Zimmer coach team. Um, Adam Thielen's back, so um, – uh, the Vikings should be able to score a little more, but DJ Chark is also back. So um I don't feel strongly either way about it, but I, I'm I have the Jaguars just because as a Jet fan, every week I'm constantly looking at the Jaguars game, hoping that they're going, hoping that they're win. And being a Jets fan, you know, just give you that little bit of hope and then they take it right away. So you know that that's what's gonna happen.
0: All right, Joe.
1: Yeah, I'm very curious about this game too because I mean, it seems like the tank is full speed ahead, right, for both teams. Uh, and the Jaguars are obviously they have that win, so they kind of gives them a little bit of. Uh, I think they they're chasing the Jets as opposed to and, you know the other way around. Uh, so I think that probably factors into the decision here. Uh, we pick the Jaguars to cover every week, Nick, don't we? And don't they cover they mostly come. every week regardless? So we're yeah. gonna pick them to cover again this week. Vikings win, Jaguars cover.
0: It's an easy pick. You know, remember remember when when Luton was getting his first start and you're like, absolutely. The Jaguars are going to cover.
1: When they played the Packers and the Packers didn't blow them out that game. That was by far, I think the fishiest, (laughs) like most absurd game I've watched this season because the the Packers should have beat them by three touchdowns and they beat them by four points. And that was with uh, Jay Luna quarterback. So I don't know. The Jaguars always seem to cover. They're going to cover here. I actually don't think Doug Maroney is a bad coach. I think he's a pretty good coach. I just think he's been la- like laying in a bad situation. So. But, yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook, he's in contention for Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's basically been match-proof all season. So. All
0: right, Joe. Yeah. Right back to you for the next game here. You got Raheem Morris, who's doing a good job with the Falcons, trying to get the, the, the permanent coaching job, taking on the Saints in Atlanta. Saints are only two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. And I know – that line's a little too low, but what do you think about this game?
1: It smells like a trap. Like, uh, <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, Nick and I, uh, we disagreed on this game, and Nick was basically, I think that way, uh, basically been proven right. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, right? Shame on me. Uh, we're going to take the Saints in this game because it seems like. We even it doesn't matter who's starting a quarterback, could be Taysom Hill, could even be Jameis Winston. Uh, it seems like the Saints are match of proof uh, to trap games within their own division, right? So uh, Raheem Morris has definitely done a really great job with the Falcons, uh, but in this game, I think the the Saints realize that they're fighting potentially still for that number one seed. They're still right in the thick of things. Uh, they're going to want to win the NFC South because it seems like the Buccaneers are uh, kind of fading a little bit. So that division is theirs for the taking. Uh, the first round bye is, is very, very possible. Taysom Hill has played very, very well in these these last uh, couple weeks. So I'm going to take the Saints here. I feel like this line definitely is a little too low. It feels like very trappy. Uh, but I like the Saints here. And I think the game is actually going to go over. Uh, I see it over 45, 45, 45 and a half. I think that's a really low number for these two teams, uh, so especially that they, they already saw each other a couple weeks ago. I think adjustments will be made. Uh, I think both Sean Payton – uh, and Rehema Morris will have uh, their teams will have a good offensive day today. So give me the Saints to cover. You know, don't fool me twice, and then give me the over in this game.
0: Now, here's the thing about Taysom Hill: if you if you if you got him on your fantasy team as a tight end, that's great. But <laughs> we go through if this every as, week. If you got him. If you got him as your quarterback. You know, things are a little shaky because last week. I think for the first time in NFL history, we saw a matchup with two starting quarterbacks to both throw a combined under 100 yards. They're playing the Broncos. Hill got under 100 yards. Hinton wasn't even close to three yards. And they combined for like 98 yards, which was atrocious. But that's doesn't matter because the Saints got the win and Hinton... You know, that was, wasn't was fair to them. If there was any other team in the NFL, the game would have been postponed and they would have waited for the quarterbacks. Maybe not know other team in the NFL, but if it was, like, the Chiefs or something like that, they would have postponed the game. Uh, so, in this game, yes, give me the Saints here, two and a half. They're going to win anyway, so that's a low line, easy to bet on. All right, Hirsch, what do you think?
2: I don't know. I, I've gone back and forth. When I first saw um, this game, I thought the line was going to be, like, six. And then when I saw it, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to bet Atlanta. And then when I saw two and a half, I I, I don't know. I, Because I don't think Taysom Hill's playing well. I, I think for fantasy purposes, yeah, we have to run touchdowns. But especially if you're Atlanta, you're seeing him for the second time. You know, So you saw him a couple of weeks ago. First, you thought you were facing Breeze, Then you thought you were facing Winston. And at the last second, you were facing Hill. And then now you're, you're able to prepare for Hill. And you know what's coming. But I think – the biggest issue is that if you rewatch that game, you the Saints' defensive line just dominated that game. Cameron Jordan's on Matt Ryan uh, every two seconds; like they must sack him like eight times or something. Um, so yeah, I go back and forth between this is a trap and also this line is too low. I, I would stay far away from this game, but if I had to bet, I'd take more Orleans.
0: Yes, and uh, man here. That is the key to success. The Falcons need to keep tasting Hill a third and long and force him throw. That would absolutely be the way to win that game. All right, Hirsch, game of the week, which is the battle of the 2-8 and three teams. The Cleveland Browns, who are four-point dogs, go to Tennessee to take on the Titans.
1: The Cleveland Browns it. in the game of the week.
0: True. Sure. And, Hirsch, just remind everybody, in 2016, who watched every single Browns game?
2: Right, yeah, yeah. I had I, to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for Chris. <laughs> in, <laughs> in Jackson days. Yeah, exactly. Every Browns game and every Jaguar game, Actually, Georgia yeah. Southern. Yeah, Georgia Southern. Right, that was that was the year before that. But uh, yeah, uh, so what, what's the line here? It's like it's like four and a four. half or something. It's four. Well, I got it at five and a half um, at the beginning of the week, and I took Cleveland, but it's moved, which means there's action on Cleveland. Um, I think two ways about this game. One is that if you Baker Mayfield performs well when you can't pressure him and the Titans do not pressure. And then but two is that the Browns secondary is beat up. And that means the Titans are able to throw the ball. And that's not even mentioning what Derrick Henry can do. So I don't even know what the over under this game is, but I'm going I would go over in it. Um I think there's gonna be a lot of points. 53. But, wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. So I mean I don't know, it's a lot of points.
0: No Especially for two play. teams that are so run heavy.
2: Right. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, now that, now that they show me that line, I don't know. I mean, Vegas is smarter than me. so. But I still I think there will be a lot of points. Um, but uh, in terms of the line, I, I think this is a three-point game either way. So get, give me Cleveland. Um, don't feel too strongly about it, though.
0: All right, Joe. Let's see if Russ going to steal your talking point again here. In a match for the league's top two rushing offenses of Tennessee and Cleveland between Henry Hunt and Chubb, can we see the most combined rushing yards in a game in history today? Uh,
1: Well, he didn't entirely steal my point. He he got half of it. Uh, I was going to say regardless, uh, these two teams are going to be able to eat up large chunks of yards both on the ground and through the air. So the 53 doesn't really give me much pause. Uh, I feel like this game is going to be a lot like the game that we saw between the Seahawks and the bills a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago. Uh, and I remember I told Nick that game that you couldn't make that game high enough for me to bet the over in. And that game went over in like the end of the third quarter. So I feel like this game is going to be very, very similar. Uh, I think there's going to be very little resistance on both sides. I think both teams are just going to be able to go up and down the field and doing whatever they want to do. Uh, You were smart to get the Browns at 5.5 because I like the Browns and I would have loved the Browns at 5.5. At 4, it's a slightly harder sell, uh, but it's still a good sell. I like the Browns here. I think you're right. I think it's going to be uh, kind of like a three-point game near the end either way. I think it's going to be very high scoring. I think this game gets into the 30s. Uh, I think Tannehill is going to have a really great day. Uh, I think Baker is going to have a solid day. I think both, like all three running backs are going to have a really good day. Uh, The one thing that I would really, really be concerned about uh, in this game is kind of maybe even relying too much on the run for the Titans. Uh, so we see they like to, there are times where they like to give Derek Henry the ball like 30 times, let him run for 160 yards. Uh, I think the Browns over the past couple of weeks have been kind of stymied a little bit on offense. We've seen them play low scoring games. Uh, I just think they're really, really due for a breakout. I think they're really due to pull up, put up a lot of points. So I think if, Vrabel tries to play that game where he, he tries to control the clock and stuff. And I think it's going to be a detriment to his team. Uh, I think he should just let his offense do his thing. I think Tannehill, uh, maybe not he's not, not in the MVP discussion, but since he took over as a star to that team, he's been really, really freaking good. So I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I like the Browns too. Uh, I think this game is a coin flip either way. I think it's a more important probably for, I would say, the Browns just because they have the Ravens behind them and then the Steelers in front of them, even though they're probably not going to catch the Steelers. Uh, But I believe they do have the game with the Steelers coming up down the stretch. So uh, they're going to want to play well here and possibly win this game to try to, you know, avoid what the the Dolphins are going to have to do, which is over over course of their final four games, you know, be either two or two or three and one to solidify a playoff spot. Uh, So give me the Browns plus four here, but uh, Andrew getting them at plus five is is a really uh, plus five and a half is a really, really good value.
0: All right, give me the Titans minus four. Uh, I've seen nothing out of this Browns offense that's supposedly better without Odell Beckham Jr. That would make me think that this game's going over, so I'm going to take the under in this one. Uh, to answer Brustman, I don't think this will be the most combined rushing yards in the game. Just seems like a lot, a lot of rushing to be done, and especially as Hirsch pointed out, the, the secondary is banged up in this one, so there should be some more pass attempts. Now, the game here that I'll be keeping a close eye on. That is the first place. New York Giants. Are you waiting
1: the 45? Taking on the
0: Seattle Seahawks <laughs> in Seattle. Colt McCoy, he's going to be starting at quarterback. And what is more of a deciding factor in today's game, how Colt McCoy plays against the Seattle defense or the match between D.J. Metcalf and James Bradbury, it's definitely how Colt McCoy can play how we can manage the game as much as I'd love to come out here and say that Colt McCoy is going to win this game for the for the team uh, I root for the Giants to keep them in first place that's not going to be the case but the New York Giants will of course cover in this one 10 and a half points give me the Giants plus 10 and a half easy pick for me Seahawks they haven't really looked fantastic this season for the most part. that i've blown people out. You think back to their little stretch that started off where Buffalo embarrassed them. That's what I like, always keep in my mind with this team. They have some major flaws, especially defensively. So Joe, I'm going to go with the Giants plus 10 and a half in this one to kick off our four o'clock slater games, which we'll be going through you now here quickly.
1: Yeah. So uh I think Russ is gonna cook today. I think he's gonna have a really good game against the Giants. Uh, I don't think this game is going to get you know too particularly far away from the Giants. Uh, seems like they're the Jaguars, right? We always pick the Giants to cover. The Giants always cover. Ten and a half is a lot of points. Granted, I get Daniel Jones is not playing, but I think Colt McCoy has been in the league long enough where he's kind of just a really solid backup game manager type. Uh, I don't think he's going to allow this game to get away from the Giants in any way. I think the Giants will definitely be able to move the ball. Ten and a half is very, very, very steep here. So, uh, I think the Seahawks will win, but I do believe that the Giants will cover again.
2: Yeah, I'm actually changing my pick right now on my in my pick and pool to the to the Giants. I mean, oh! uh, yeah, I mean, I, ha- I mean, I, I I was going back and forth. I didn't know, what I, but like ten and a half is a lot of points. Um, but I don't know, especially with Carlos Dunlap out. Um, their defense. You know what? I'm going back to Seattle. I don't know. I'm going back and forth. You're gonna
0: pick the Giants to win out in a pick 'em pool,
2: or you do spreads? No, 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 no. It's it's. Sorry, it's against the spread. Um,
0: yeah, I think you gotta go with the Giants, Hirsch.
2: I don't know, man, because Seattle's defense has been better with Jamal Adams out there. Um, even though I think there's it was ridiculous the the, the amount of draft picks they gave up to get him. Um, I I still, I, I, I. Colt McCoy is not, I don't look at him as an NFL quarterback. Like he, he's got a pop on for an arm um, and he's not going to be able to, like Evan Ingram was, was playing great last week. And then McCoy came in and that was it because McCoy can't throw the ball down the field and guys like Darius Slayton and Golden Tate and, and, uh, and Ingram like like going down the field and, and they're not gonna be able to take advantage of that. So. I think Seattle turns the ball over at least two times, turns McCoy over at least two times, and Russell Wilson, Colton McCoy. I, I can't be like, I'm rooting for Colton McCoy. Like, I can't do it. Like, so give me Seattle, even though it's a lot of points.
0: All right, Kirsch. I hope you're wrong. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, move on here to the, the game, which has some serious, uh, you know, Playoff implications, and that would be will the Patriots get back to 500, taking on the best rookie quarterback, the offensive player of the year, none other than Justin Herbert and the Chargers? And the Chargers are two point favorites. Can you believe it, Hirsch? When's the last time the Patriots in December were underdogs? I know the game's in LA, but this is while me and you worked together on some amazing uh, s- story videos of which report how the Patriots always covered the spread in December and especially at home. Hasn't been the case as of late, unfortunately, with the Cam Newton era underway. But real quick on this one, Hirsch, your Patriots, who you can't stand, <laughs> taking on Chargers <laughs> with Justin Herbert, who I think we're all a fan of.
2: I mean, the the main narrative in this game is: Are you going to take
0: Anthony Lynn as a favorite
2: against Bill Belichick? Like, as like Chargers are a way more talented team. But from what we've seen, I don't know if you can do if you can do that. But now that I've heard so many people say that, it's it's, it's kind of hard for me. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with the Patriots just because the Chargers are not a good run defense. And Patriots if, what? if you're not if you're not a good run defense, the Patriots will take advantage because that's the only thing they can really do on offense. So give me the Patriots, especially.
0: Yeah. What do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, the Patriots are still fighting for a playoff spot. So that, that tells you all you need to know. Obviously, Bill Belichick's, uh, until the, the they, play, they play the Jets in Week 17, obviously he's not going to give games away. So uh, they're still going to fight here. Uh, I mean, have they played great this season? No. Uh, do I think Herbert's going to have a really solid day? I do. Uh, but again, this is uh, the Chargers at home. Uh, something always seems to go wrong. Uh, it seems like I believe at this point, Anthony Lynn is probably coaching for his job. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the final few weeks of the season panned out. Uh, this, this line is really strange to me because can you justify maybe a pick them? Sure. But making the Patriots an underdog, it just feels like they're trying to get the pay, like as many Patriots best as they can. Again, this seems like another like really fishy trappy game to me. Uh, but I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going to take the two points. You're going to give me points with the Patriots. You know, I'm not going to refuse that.
0: Patriots are going to win outright, and then they're going to beat L.A., and then they're going to be on to L.A. because they're staying in L.A. They're playing the Rams next week. They don't have to move to leave the stadium. I'm assuming they're not coming home. They're probably going to stay in that hotel and quarantine. But who knows what the deal is with those strict laws in L.A. Maybe they can't even practice. You know that the uh, 49ers are now playing in Arizona, so that's wild. But Patriots – plus 2 easy pick. All right, next game up, you got the Broncos plus 13 and a half take it on the Chiefs. Joe, what do you think?
1: I mean, we see the Chiefs are they're they're just cooking every week, right? You know, and and at this point they've struggled a few times this year. Most notably against the Raiders, they lost that game at home, and that Panthers game was really, really, really too close for my liking at home. Uh, but it seems like the Broncos are kind of in a tailspin. Uh, they've had their issue with their quarterback's room, right? Uh, I think that's going to p- play a major factor here. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to hang with the Chiefs' offense. I think this is the one of the easiest games of the week. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. This is the, the big game that the Chiefs have this season. I think they're going to win this game pretty big.
0: All right, Brussel, real quick. Does Justin Herbert beat the rookie records for most 30 yard games and touchdown passes in the season that are currently held by Luck and Baker Mayfield? Absolutely. Herbert having the best rookie year of all time as a quarterback, he's gonna break those records. All right, now to the the star of the Yeshiva Floor Hockey League at goalie, and that is Andrew Hirsch Hirsch, what do you think on this one?
2: Um, I mean, clearly the Chiefs are the better team, but I'm gonna go Denver just because Drew Locke. <laughs> of the backdoor cover and the Chiefs are open, the back backdoor open so um i'm gonna go with with denver uh, also just i, I think it, it being a division game uh it's it 14 points 13 and a half i got again i got a 14 and a half um but i i think that's a lot a lot of points especially for a team that drew lock those three touchdowns in the fourth quarter when he's down 35 every week and um and the chiefs Always up the back door open. So give give me number.
0: Yep. I'm gonna be you with you on that. Broncos will definitely cover on this one. 13 and a half. Tremendous line. And Drew Locke is pretty good. So it's not like you got Philip Lindsay at quarterback. They'll, they'll be able to put some points on the board. All right. Now the next game up, which is tomorrow at 505. So coming off their big Wednesday afternoon win, the Steelers are hosting the Washington football team. And I think the Washington football team uh we got a great chance to win this division. Joe and I said it before the year. If Alex Smith is quarterback, they're gonna win the division. I wouldn't be like totally stunned if they won this game, but I don't think they're going to. I think the Steelers will win. The Steelers, it's risky, but I think they're gonna cover. They're gonna be focused now. They know what they had they have to do to prepare for this one. Uh, there's no question about when they're gonna play if they play. So I think the Steelers will win this one, and we will see the Steelers cover as well. Uh, Joe, what do you think?
1: The Steelers have interestingly not played well against the NFC East this season. Uh, they struggled right out of the game against the game, the game against the Giants. And I feel like if they played that game over the Giants it would be much closer. Uh, the Eagles game was close. The Cowboys game was ridiculously close, much closer than people would, would have imagined. Uh, so it seems like they struggle. I don't know why. Uh, I like Washington's pass rush a lot. They're really, really good. Uh, Alex Smith, like, yes, he has. He turned it over a couple of times since he became the starter again. Sure. Uh, but it seems like Washington is just really well coached. It seems like they're they're prepared for most of these games. Uh, the Steelers haven't really blown anybody out. They, every, every, every time we expect them to cover handily. Uh, the Broncos game, perfect example of this. They didn't cover uh, that Ravens game. Last like Wednesday night, they didn't cover. So give me the Washington here. I think they're going to cover. I think the uh, is a really, really good number. I think the Steelers will win, though.
0: Harsh,
2: what do you think? Um, I, like the, I like Washington just because um, – I don't know if this has ever happened, but the Steelers have four days to prepare for this game. The, the Washington, Washington has 11 days to prepare. Um, I think that's a big uh, – factor in this game. Um Washington's defense um, is, is one of the best defense in the league. But Dupree being out for um, for Pittsburgh, it's a big loss as well. Um I have it at nine and a half. You guys had eight and a half. Um, so give me Washington to cover um, this game.
0: All right. Now we gotta talk about another big game this week and that is the Eagles and the Packers. So we got the NFC East teams here doing them all in a similar fashion. And I don't see why anybody in their right mind, (laughs) even at eight, plus eight and a half. And I'm going with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers easily. here. What do you think, Andrew? Um... (laughs) It seems
2: like because I had all these lines at the beginning of the week. So last week, I took a Seattle on my best bet. So that Hail Mary, I ended up winning by half a point anyway. Um, the only way I see the Eagles covering games is something like that. So another Hail Mary, I think. I, I did, they just seem completely lost. Carl Lentz looks like he's lost all his confidence. Um, Aaron Rodgers seems like he's on the planet right now, um, playing a different sport than everyone except Patrick Mahomes. So, especially with Lazard Lazard back. I think the Packers score a ton. Darius Slay has a very hard time. Yeah, had a very hard time with Matt Caffey. I think he'll just have a hard – has just a hard time with Devontae Adams. So um, give me the Packers. But I, I I probably wouldn't touch this game. But if I had to, I'd take the Packers. Joe.
1: The way I felt about the Jaguars-Packers game a couple of weeks ago, about a month or so ago, uh, that's the way I feel here. Uh, I feel like the Packers should win this game by two scores very easily. The Eagles are in a huge, huge tailspin. Uh we're getting into to Jalen Hurts time. You know, it's they're they're calling him out of the bullpen real soon. So uh I think Rodgers will have a, a very Rogers S game here. Uh give me the Packers here. Uh, I believe this game could very easily go over to
0: Pressman. Will Rogers break Drew Brees' record today for fastest to four hundred career touchdown passes. He needs to get it. Three more to get 400. Breeze did it in 205 games and Telby Rogers, 193rd. Yeah, absolutely. If he doesn't do
1: it today, he'll do it next week.
0: Yeah, the 12 games. He's going to do it today. I think this is the the Eagles are going to get blown (laughs) out and I love it. All right. Yeah, Uh, you love it. Next game, we got to talk about the Rams and the Cardinals. This is a a big matchup here. The Rams want to keep pace with the Seahawks to get first place in the division. Uh, neither, obviously the Rams don't want to go to play the NFC East team at their home, and you have the Cardinals who are reeling right now and need to pick things up to to maintain their playoff standings. We have the Cardinals as two and a half point favorites, Joe. Where are you leaning on this one? Are you sure? Is, is and aren't the Rams two and a half point favorites? Yes, Cardinals two and a half point underdogs. Correct.
1: Two and a half point underdogs. It's a big, big uh, difference. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love your guy, Colin Murray. I think he's great. I think the Cardinals have played really, really well this season. Uh, but it seems like this is going to be a game where the Rams put the clamps down. Uh, it seems like Aaron Donald's going to have a really great game. Uh, to me, this division is still winnable for all three teams at the top. Uh, but the Cardinals are going to need to do the most work because they're probably either going to need to win out or they're going to probably need to finish 10 and six. And they're at six and five right now. Uh, We've seen the Rams kind of be iffy the past couple of weeks. Uh, last week was a really, really huge letdown spot, uh, you know, for that offense. But I think they'll bounce back. I think that the team that beat uh, Tampa Bay two weeks ago on Monday Night Football, I think that's the team that we're going to get here. Uh, the Cardinals have been a really, really nice story, and I think they're a good team. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the the Rams and the Seahawks are the two better teams, and those are the two teams that you're going to see right up until the very end of the season fight for the NFC West lead. Uh so, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams here. And, you know, Andrew, what do you think?
2: I think the Rams are one of my best bets of the day. Um, Kyler Murray doesn't look the same. Um, he, he, his shoulder he has got a shoulder injury. His, he's not running as much. You can see that um, when, when he does run, uh, he's a little more.
0: <laughs> Answer the question, Hirsch. Oh,
2: there it is. There it is. You know, your your guy Justin got got it down for sure. But yeah, um, as well as I think the biggest matchup in today's game is there's Jalen Ramsey against DeAndre Hopkins. And Jalen Ramsey is having a Defensive Player of the Year kind of season, and they also have Aaron Donald on that defense. So um, it's less than three. So give me the Rams. Um, I, I don't I, like. I don't think that. Uh, Arizona's defense is anything special, and if you can't stop, if, if you're, you don't have a special defense, Sean McVay is going to find a way to scheme up at least twenty-eight points or so. So, give me, give me the Rams to cover. It. It's one of my best bets for the day, along with Indianapolis and uh, and Chicago.
0: So, obviously, every bet is Hirsch's best bet of the day. That's three bet, <laughs> three <laughs> <best>. three fine, <laughs> three <laughs> the five, five. And, and the Rams. That's three best bets. <laughs> uh, calamari Murray shoulder injury, yes, could impact the game. This is a game that the Cardinals absolutely need to win, and they are on the home team. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals here to actually uh, win outright. I think it's just a must-have. It's absolute necessity. And at times, the Cardinals have played like they're the best team in the NFC West. So they need to really get it together here if they definitely want to make the playoffs. All right, now we got the Bills taking on the 49ers. And... Pressman wants to know what the criticism of Pittsburgh's 11-0 record is. Buffalo, in week 14, the first true test the Steelers will face to see Well, Hirsch hasn't been facing a test this week because of their weird scheduling. That is a case. But, yes, that's the week I think that the, the, the Bills are certainly going to win and the Steelers will lose. And the Bills in this one, surprisingly, are underdogs. So we have the Bills that are plus one, and they're in – San Francisco. So this is like the last home game here. They're in Arizona. Arizona. They're in Arizona. The game's being played in Arizona. And, oh, okay. All right. right. So uh, like all right, that's a different. So I I I can't keep up with all these scheduling changes. Right. So the game is tomorrow. Um. So it is in it is in Arizona. Uh, give me the Bills in this one. Uh. So the Bills already played in Arizona this season. Um. I'm that didn't work
1: out too well now. for them the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they're going back. Redemption. So I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. I think uh, Stefan Big and Josh Allen have been incredible this year. So Bills plus one, Joe. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is a Bills Mafia type of game.
0: So, yeah. so you know. I, think, I think Josh
1: Allen's going to have a, a big day. I'm going to take the Bills too.
2: Hirsch. I have, I have the Niners. Um, I think they need the game more than Buffalo does. Um, I also think that um, – the one thing that gives me pause is Nick Mullins, um, but I, I, I do I do think that uh, the, the, with Mostert back, with um, with Richard Sherman back, it's it seen with Debo Samuel back, with Brandon Ayuk back, San Francisco's getting healthy at the right time. So uh, give me the Niners because I think they think they need it more than Buffalo does.
0: All right, and of course your former mentor, he, he loves the head coach of uh, the Forty Niners.
2: I got to yeah. That too, like, yeah.
0: All right, so before we uh, finish up here, I think it's time. Hirsch tells our audience about the time where a former NFL quarterback hit him in the face with an iPhone charger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, you're on the spot there, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we were watching film together, and uh, he got some call from his agent, and he got upset, and he just flung his charger and hit me in the face. He wasn't deliver it. and. Uh, <laughs> We will
0: not name name this quarterback, but he did work at Bleacher Report. All right, and the last game of the long NFL week, nothing like some Tuesday night football, Joe. You got the Cowboys taking on the Ravens. Uh, Cowboys could be in first place after this one. Hersh, where are you leaning in this game? Um,
2: Lamar Jackson's back, so uh, give me the Ravens, minus seven.
0: I like I like the logic there. All right, Joe.
1: Yeah, I'm with him. Uh, I think I think the John Harbaugh factor is going to be huge here too, uh, because it seems like the Ravens for the first time in two years are really going to have to try to like fight, uh, you know, through these these next stretch of games. Obviously, if they want to be a playoff team, uh, so it seems like the the COVID outbreak uh, it's starting to go into their their review mirror. Right, Lamar Jackson's back. Uh, the seven's not a lot here. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are any good whatsoever. I uh, expect Lamar Jackson to have a big game. I expect him to have one of his better games this whole season. So we're going to be like the Ravens.
0: All right, Ravens will win this game. And, uh, yeah, I think – I personally think all four NFC teams lose this week, and uh, that should make things very interesting moving forward. Brass uh, has a question for you, Joe.
1: <laughs> Thank you. you know, my guy. I let
0: you get your points before I ask my question, so I don't say it Not necessary, brussman, put your points in. and We just won't put them up until after Joe talks, so he doesn't. Get man, it. is I an integral
1: thought... part of the show. He, is he doesn't
0: throw his uh, his iPhone wire at one of us. We'll keep him out. <laughs> thank you so much. I'd say let everybody know where they could find you, but you keep off the grid. You don't want anybody to find you. So this <laughs> is a once in a lifetime thing. You're seeing this guy on camera here. He likes to live far in the background. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. nowadays, for sure. Yeah.
1: Are you going to come on our podcast next, or what? What uh, yeah, whatever you guys want. Real I mean, quick,
0: real quick, Hirsch. What's up, Knicks? Top three pick in the draft next year. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: their best player is Mitchell Robinson. I mean, are we about? <laughs> no
0: chance for the first pick, but probably third pick is a good. I don't know.
2: This guy, Kate Cunningham, looks dope though. The Oklahoma State kid,
0: like, they, I. But like, the Knicks, they're not gonna get the first pick. This I would. The not gonna get the good pick. All right. No doubt about it. It's, they're gonna, the, the Knicks are going to get sacked this season. But that's that's too much basketball talk here on the Chris Landry Football Network. So for our special guest, the founding father of Bleacher Report and Sports Illustrated Betting, Andrew Hirsch Hershkowitz, who is also a Hall of Fame Yeshiva floor hockey player in Brooklyn, and for Joe Calabrese. But yes, Hirsch used to have his jersey on his, his chair at Bleacher Report to let everybody know. I'm a you know, girlfriend
2: now. She has it.
0: Oh, look at this guy.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) For Joe Calabrese, who is hoping for a Jets loss, and for myself, Nick Durst, this has been You Know, I'm Right on Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears.